0: Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning with Pastor David Miller. And I am Pastor Miller and we will uh, be sharing some a story with you this morning about salvation. I had decided on our last episode to tell you the story of how I was converted, how I was saved, and uh, I, I want to spend the next few episodes telling you some very unique and personal stories of people that I know uh, that had come to know the Lord and become a Christian and get saved, but uh, I don't want to use their uh, exact names just uh, on account of maybe the family might not like me to do that, so I will use names that are not uh, their real names. Uh, we we know in the scripture here, there's a a, a verse I want to read to you first, and then I'm going to uh, tell you this story, and by the way, I'm going to be uh, talking today, and I think I'm going to use for a title to this episode on, Does It Have to Be Me? Does It Have to Be Me? All right, want to just read you one verse from the book of Luke in the New Testament, chapter 19 and verse number 10. And that verse just simply says, "For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost." So, that was the uh, uh, the the goal and mission of the Lord here on Earth, and we know He came to uh, uh, bring man back from the sinful state and, and pay the supreme sacrifice and giving his life shedding his blood and so on and uh, the reason he'd done that was so men could be saved and make an atonement uh, for our, our sins and, and thus that's why the scripture said that, that he came to seek and to save that which was lost So that's what the Lord said he came for, and I believe the Lord is still trying to seek and save that which was lost. And you say, well, Brother Miller, he's not here now. How could he do that? And I think he does that in many ways. Um, I think he does that primarily through uh, you and I that help to uh, tell the gospel, or whether it's... Uh, sharing the gospel stories or reading the Bible or to someone or giving him a testimony or preaching the gospel. So that's that's exactly how we do that today. Now, I want to get straight into this particular uh, story today about a man that I had known for years, and I'm, I'm just going to call his name Lee. So I knew this man. He was a businessman here uh, in the same uh, vicinity that I live in. Uh, I wouldn't call it a town because I live in the country. He lives in the country, and uh, both of us, I don't know, we're probably maybe eight miles apart or, or maybe 10 miles, I don't know, not a long uh, distance away. This particular man I had known of all of my life and had known him personally for probably 25 years or something like that. And he owned uh, several properties. He he, is pretty much a wealthy man. He owned uh, a lot of land. He owned uh, uh, several, or I don't know, at least three or four bulldozers. He owned inloaders, loaders, uh, backhoes, and all kinds of heavy equipment. Uh, also, uh, owned a couple of of uh, semis, and uh, had his own uh, a company. He had he had lots of land, lots of land, like we mentioned to you a minute ago, and. On that land, they would raise uh, soybeans on some properties and uh, corn on others and uh, different kind of crops. And uh, that when that was harvested, and then I guess he had to purchase a lot too, uh, and it was put into these big, huge silos. And so they made their own uh, feed. He had a, had a big... Uh, warehouse and some, uh, company there. And they would, uh, uh, a semi, a big semi would just pull up underneath this silo and it would just empty a whole huge semi load full of, uh, grains and stuff. And they would take it all over the country. Um, uh, they had actually, they had actually, he had actually formed a business to where he made his own uh, like uh, food for cows, food for horses, and uh, dog food, cat food, all all sorts of things like that. So he was a, a pretty wealthy man. Now, you wouldn't have known that he was a wealthy man because he was very common, uh, very approachable, and just a really good and a really nice guy. Very likable, and I I had, I got this uh, man on my heart so strongly, and felt like I needed to witness to him and talk to him about Jesus. So, I would I would go over to where uh, his uh, a store was, and uh, most days, if he wasn't out having to do work himself, he would just be there at the store. So I would usually go in and buy something from him, some kind of feed or something like that. And I would just sit around and talk with him. We got to be very close friends. And I would always talk to him and I would say, uh, call his name. And like we said, we're going to use uh, the name Lee for him. And I would say, Lee, do you know Jesus? Are Are you saved? And he would always talk tell me, no, he'd say, I don't don't think I am. And I would invite him to the church. And he would constantly tell me, well, I haven't been to church since I was just a real young man. Now at his age, I guess at that time was probably in his early sixties, possibly. I, I would guess him somewhere between 62, 64, maybe at that time. And I would talk to him, tell him about the Lord. And he would, he never called me anything but Preacher Miller. And he would say to me, he'd say, Preacher Miller, now, uh, I I appreciate, you know, that you're a minister. And uh, I like you and all, but, you know, I I don't want to go to church. And he would say the common things that sometimes people who are not Christians say, like, if I go to your church, the roof would cave in and things like that. A lot of folks will say things like that. And it's just a way to kind of pass off and t- tell you no without uh, trying to be rude. So I just went back. I wasn't obnoxious. I didn't go back every day. I might wait a week, two weeks, and I'd go back. I always uh, – talk about other things, but we talk about hunting and fishing, and I'd always – go back and talk to him about the Lord and being a Christian. And I knew that he liked me. I mean, we became to be, you know, kind of good friends. And uh, he had actually done some work uh, for me at my house uh, a few times out in, in my field and so on. So I remember one day in particular, I could tell that this day was a little bit different. And on this day... He opened up more, and he wanted to talk more about where I lived and where I came from. And actually, my parents uh, was born and raised not too many miles from where he was born and raised. They were from the same county down in uh, eastern Kentucky, the mountains part of Kentucky. And uh, we talked that day about the Lord and I noticed a tear uh swelled up in his eye. And he said to me, He said, You know, I don't ever uh really read the Bible, Preacher Miller, but I've got one here. And he said, uh, sometimes I'll get it out. And he said, I and look at the pictures. And I really like looking at the pictures. And he said, You want to see it? And I said, Of course. And someone had gotten him a uh a family Bible that had like several pictures in it and he opened it up. He said, this one picture I I like looking at, I look at it a lot. And he said, every time I do, he said, I feel like a heaviness in my heart and a sadness. And he said, if you look at this picture, could you tell me what it means? I said, well, I'll try. So when he opened up and showed me that picture In that picture, it was the one where, and if you have ever looked at pictures in family Bibles, it's in all of them mostly. And it's a picture of Jesus knocking at a door. And he said, what does that mean? I said, well, Lee, that is Jesus knocking at a door. And I think it comes from that scripture where the Bible said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will open I will come in and sup with him and he with me, and I will be his God and he will be my son. And uh, I noticed then the tears started to roll down his cheek. And he said, I love that. And he just simply closed the Bible. And I said to him, Lee, you really need to consider giving your heart to God. And he said, Preacher Miller, do you think there's a real heaven? I said, of course I do. He said, what about hell? Do you think there's a real hell? And I I quoted in the scripture where the Bible talked about that it was a place where the fire was not quenched and the worm dieth not, everlasting uh, judgment and torment. And, and I said, yes, I do. So I came home, and a few hours later, I got a phone call, and it was this man, and he said, Preacher Miller, do you care if I come over to your house? And I said, well, no, come on. Now, I had never seen this man in anything but work clothes in my life. I'd never seen him in any drive anything but his old uh, pickup truck that was many years old and not in the greatest shape. But when I looked out and saw him pull up, he was driving a Lincoln Town car. He was all cleaned up and dressed up well. And I I walked to the door, and I live in a bi-level house, a split level. And when he walked in, he stopped right there on the the landing, and I said, come on in. And I said, I've never seen you dressed up so nice. And driving in a, a Lincoln Town car, and you're all dressed up? He said, well, I've never been to the preacher's house. And I said, well, what about that? So I said, come on in. And before he took a step, I got like seven steps coming into my living room. Before he took a step up, he looked at me, and I noticed he was crying quite a bit. And he said, Preacher, that place you told me about hell, it's real, right? I said, Yes. He said, Are people really going to go there? And I said, Yes. And he said this to me, and this is the title to our episode today. And I'll never forget the way he said it and the words he said. He said, Preacher Miller, does it have to be me? I said, no, it don't have to be you. And he said, I don't want anybody to go to that place. But he said, if others do and they never accept Jesus in their heart, I just hope it doesn't have to be me. And he started up my steps. He came in, came to the top of the steps. He sat down in the chair and he asked me again. He said, tell me one more time, does it have to be me? And I answered him again, no, it does not have to be you. And I told him, all you've got to do is give your heart to Jesus. Give your life to the Lord and he will come into your heart and save you. And I'll never forget this man who was very knowledgeable in business, a great businessman. But he looked at me and he said, but I really don't know how to get saved. I know you're supposed to pray, and I know all of that, but what do I do? What do I say? And I simply led him in the sinner's prayer. And I said, if you say these words from your heart and you truly mean it from your heart, this is all it takes. And now, folks, let me say this. You know, the Bible said that with the heart we believe and with a mouth confession is made. So I told him, I said, you must repent. And that simply means to uh, truly be sorry for every sin and then to uh, ask Jesus Christ in your heart. So I prayed with him. And as I started praying, I said, I said, Lord Jesus, I confess my sins. And he began to repeat after me, Lord, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. And he prayed with me and we prayed together. And when I got done praying, I noticed he continued to pray. And he said, Jesus, if you will forgive me, I'll do my best to serve you the rest of my life. And I watched that man that day repent and give his life to Jesus Christ. And he became a born again child of God right here in my living room. And I want to say this to you after 64 years or 63, whatever it was of not being a Christian. He asked the question, if people are going to hell, does it have to be me? And I want to say this to you out there that's listening to me. I truly believe there is a place like that prepared for the devil and his angels that men and, women, men and women will go to if they don't repent and give Christ their life. But it does not have to be you, whoever you are listening, or it doesn't have to be your neighbor. It doesn't have to be your spouse. And it doesn't have to be your child or grandchild. So I am praying for everyone listening today. I can't pray your name individually, but I pray, Father, everyone that's listening to me today, that you would be merciful if they're not saved and come into their heart and save them, save their children, their spouses, their families, and their neighbors, I know the Lord can do that. I remember after this man's conversion, when I went to town, there was a man that owned a uh, car dealership, also a very successful businessman. And he asked me, he said, hey preacher, did Lee come to your house and get religion? I said, no. He said, well, that's what I heard. I said, he came to my house and got forgiven of his sins and got salvation. And I watched the tears in that businessman. Several business people in that town nearby me would ask the same question. Did he become a Christian? And without him saying a word, he became a huge testimony for Jesus Christ just because he got saved. I had the privilege a few years after that That man wasn't sick at all at that time, but he got sick three or four years later. And I had the privilege of of preaching his funeral. And his wife also got saved. And I had the privilege of preaching her funeral. And I believe I will see them again in eternity in heaven. So this is one of the stories I want to share. I've got some other stories uh, that are great stories, more in detail even than this one. So I want you to join us for the next few episodes. I've got some great stories I want to tell you about how people got saved. Some of them deep in sin, some of them looked impossible, but the Lord gloriously saved them. So in closing today, I want to say this if you're living in sin, yes, there is a devil's hell. People will go there. But no, it does not have to be you. You can become a born-again child of God and make heaven your home someday. It has been a joy to share this story with you, and I'm going to be sharing several others in upcoming episodes. I want to say I hope you have a great day today. God bless you, and uh, I just pray that everything is going well at your house. Till the next time, this is Pastor David Miller.